the 49ers' very first unofficial depth chart of 2023 has been released and tons of 49ers on the NFL 100. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is a very special day of the week for those of you who are everydayers and are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. You know what it means. That means it is another Winky Wednesday. So we have our esteemed guest, my former radio colleague, my former podcast co-host, the Gold Faithful Pod, uh, long before, not that long before. It's, it's been a little while, though, now, since uh, before the Locked On 49ers days. Mr. Nicholas Winkler joining us today. Nick, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I took my kids to see Beck in Concord over the weekend, and my son, you know, I said, hey, go upstairs, pick out the clothes that you want to wear. And uh, shortly after the Gold Faithful Podcast came out, my wife made some T-shirts that say, like, Gold Faithful Podcast 49ers. And so he picked that, and he wore it. And at one point, somebody's like, hey, Gold Faithful Podcast, yeah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> all right. So whoever that was, if you're listening right now, love it. Love the shout-out. Concord. Recognized at the Concord Pavilion. I like it. Was, was it in Con- yeah, Conquer Pavilion? Is that where the show was? Con- yeah, yeah, Conquer yeah. Pavilion. It was Phoenix Open. It was a great show. All right, guys. The uh, the big the big moment that everyone was waiting for the 49ers' first unofficial unofficial depth chart, and it is unofficial because it's the PR staff that puts it together. This isn't Kyle Shanahan's depth chart, but it's based on what happens at practice and what the PR staff sees. And sometimes there's stuff that's way off that doesn't even match up with how they're doing things at practice. Um, but they get pretty good at, at at getting together and figuring out how to put these out because it is a press release. It's PR. They don't want to rock any boats. They don't want anything to be weird. Uh, but obviously, the big thing that everyone's going to look for first is what's the quarterback depth chart look like? And to nobody's surprise, should they? Uh, nobody should be surprised when they see Brock Purdy, number thirteen, is QB one for the 49ers, taking all the QB one reps when he's been at camp and practicing. Trey Lance, though, guys, listed as number two. Sam Darnold listed as number three, except there's a word right in between, or. (laughs) Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. I love the or on the depth chart, and uh, the 49ers gave it to us. So it is a competition for number two between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. Lance listed first, though, guys. Yeah, exactly. PR, you know, understanding the optics. (laughs) Of the yeah, situation, exactly right? They're they're not dumb. And there's another aura on there too. I don't know if you noticed it or not. I noticed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moody or Gonzalez is like, oh, okay, not letting the the rookie run away with it just yet. I that- do want to talk about the kickers just okay. just for a second, and this will probably be the most time we spend on them, at least for right now. But the Dallas Cowboys, their kickers have been atrocious. They they had mm-hmm. to cut a guy. I mean, we're talking about each guy missing. 10 plus kicks throughout camp. And I'd say kind of up until like the last couple of days, 49ers quarterbacks have been very efficient and the kickers have been just as efficient, if not better. If I had to guess right now, because I haven't looked at the numbers in a few days, there might be three total misses between the two kickers, like throughout the entirety of camp. And we're not just talking about short kicks today, uh, Tuesday, August 8th, the 49ers rookie Moody banged through two 
60 plus yard kicks. So we're not even talking about guys just hitting chip shots here and there. They are blasting them. I, we, I was at practices where they're kicking 55 plus yards. So uh, we kind of gloss over the kicker competition or it's not really a competition. I think we all know who's going to end up starting the guy that you spent a third round pick for. Mm-hmm. But, but the guys have been really good between the both of them. So now here's my question to y'all, and I know we'll get to the rest of the depth chart. Can the Niners potentially flip Zane Gonzalez for a draft pick? Because it sounds like the Dallas Cowboys could use him. How about this? I, I, there's, I've got multiple answers to this question. And look, this is a rigged competition. Really, it was, it was, a, it was make sure the rookie's not terrible and is making kicks. And Moody's been awesome, so he, he's going to have that yeah. job. Uh, unless he starts shanking him in the preseason when the when the lights are on, so you know he's, he's not out of the woods quite yet. But man, uh, it's it's been cool to see both. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. They're making everything, but it's kind of like you ever seen an NBA player warm up? They're eighty percent. They're eighty percent, ninety percent from three in warm ups. Right? They hit everything. Forty uh, percent's really good. The NBA, right? For three points, so. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see when, when there's yeah. actual, you know, real rushes happening, real games, um, real crowds. Uh, but yeah, right now, you know, both kickers could be are, are looking as awesome as you could ask for. Uh, I'll, I'll throw two things out there. One for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't know how Robbie Gold already hasn't signed with the Dallas Cowboys. So that's right. the thing before we even start for talking anyone. about anyone. Zane Gonzalez, and I called this a while ago. You did. I was going to say, I saw someone bring your tweet back up and I didn't, I don't know if you saw it on. So do we even say tweet or do we say X? I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to call it right I now. I think they're going to be tweets forever. Tweets, tweets forever. Are. All right. So I saw your tweet and it said, how about this? And you put out the scenario of Robbie Gold kicking the game winning kick for the Dallas Cowboys against the 49ers. <laughs> and someone when I yeah. think it was when the Cowboys missed tweets were you know going out the missed field goal kicks someone brought your tweet up and i said wow i do remember him saying that yeah i mean it's got to happen right but um and i don't know how the cowboys with what they had with it was brett maher is that who it was last season it was a disaster for them right and then how they not fix that better than what they did the niners got two kickers and had and had robbie gold and let robbie gold walk and ended up, you know, they had three chances, and it looks like they would have hit on all three of them. The Cowboys can't figure it out at all. So maybe they'll go spend some money on Robbie Gold now. Maybe they'll trade for Zane Gonzalez. I think he does have mm-hmm. some value. The Niners traded for him. So a team that needs a kicker, you know, and it, it was bas- it's like a conditional seventh or something from 2025. I don't mean it's basically nothing, but I bet the 49ers could get a little something. Here's this, here's the question though. I'll ask you guys who gets more in trade at the end of August? Zane Gonzalez or Trey Lance? <laughs> <laughs> it's Trey Lance. He's looking well, right good. Now, well, look, right now, I'm going to say Zane Gonzalez. If he's booming no. these 55 plus yards, he's not missing at hey, all. Zane, uh, none, you, of, you, none of Zane Gonzalez's kicks have gotten intercepted in practice. Right. But yeah, here's the true. thing you just wait because you know the Niners aren't keeping two kickers. You just wait. They're going to cut one and you scoop them up. You don't need to trade for him. As for Trey Lance, you're, you would probably need to go trade and go get this guy. So this value's got to be higher. Typically, Nick, I would agree with you, but 49ers, they do a lot, all kind of weird things, and sometimes yeah, you're not wrong. don't like to let guys go. So if Zane right. Gonzalez continues to do this well, they might just say, you know two what? Kickers. We might as well just keep two kickers. They, they, I feel like they're very indecisive when it comes to things like that. 
I can already hear Kyle Shanahan saying it at a press conference when they ask him about the final 53-man roster. He's like, well, I thought we had four starting quarterbacks. And he keeps all four of them. He's like, I thought we had two starting kickers, so we kept them both. There we go. I'll, I'll never forget that these guys, teams were coming to the 49ers about potentially trading for Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. And he just was like, mm-hmm. no, we've got three starting quarterbacks. Can't let C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins go. Well, I saw an old death chart that someone posted that had the exact same thing. It was 2019. It said mm. Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, or Nick Mullins on the first unofficial depth chart. So the he 49ers have been doing this for a while. And who did they end up going with as the number two? Mullins. Yep. We knew at the time, too. that It was a little bit different then. And it, maybe it is not as different. But at the time, it was like I, they're writing down C.J. Beathard because I guess he was drafted higher. But Mullins is the better quarterback. And a lot of people are saying that it's, it's rigged for number two as well. And Sam Darnold has got the job no matter what. And they're just waiting to make that flip. But I don't know. We'll see. How much um, stock uh, they're putting into that game this weekend? I mean, is it is it huge lot. for Trey Lance? Is it is it just like, here you go. This is your chance. I think, I think it's they huge. Darnold. Both yeah. guys. It, it's huge. I, I think this is going to the, – the writing is going to start being on the wall mm. after this preseason game. Obviously, like, you have the two practices – um, those are going to be big time, but then definitely like that preseason game. What does it look like? What's the feel? And now everybody's mm-hmm. going to get the chance to see this. You come out looking sharp, you do well. Then I'd be surprised if you don't start seeing some more like legit changes. But now they might give both guys like the same opportunity. Hey, one guy starts against Las Vegas, the other guy starts against wh- whoever they play that following they week. They have to it's for sure. They what have they're going to do. do that. That's yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. And maybe that's what Kyle's waiting for. He's just waiting for that moment where he could flip him. He's like, well, I'm just giving Darnold the first crack because this week he's going to run with the twos because he's going to play first to make it even. And then he never splits it back. Maybe that's been his grand plan all along. He definitely has one. You know he does. I think he does. I, don't, I think it's the only thing he doesn't have a plan for is how the heck to figure out his quarterback <laughs> position. No, he wants 13 to just carry it, right? And just well, he's you know, the real play deal. all he said it. 17. Yeah. He said it. He's the real deal. Like, it's, Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback. There's never been an opportunity. There's no chance it was going to be anybody else if it was healthy. That has been the weird thing where, like, after, like, some of the last practices, I've seen guys say, like, Brock Purdy, he's your undoubtedly unquestionable uh, starting quarterback. And I'm like, that's been the case this whole time. Right. Right. <laughs> like nobody's questioning that. They're trying to figure out one, who's going to be the backup quarterback. And two, our biggest question was, you know, or at least mine was, how was it that Trey Lance had zero opportunity after breaking his leg week two? And it's like, yeah, yeah, we gave we we used a lot of draft picks, still a small sample size from Brock, eight games, more than Trey's sample size, mm-hmm. but still a small sample size, and you have no chance to even compete. I thought that was a little interesting, but as far as like just who's the starting quarterback, I thought everybody just knew it was Brock Purdy. Well, all right, we have more on the quarterbacks, how they did a practice on Tuesday, the final practice before they take Wednesday off and travel to Las Vegas for some joint practices, and uh, we'll take a look at the eight 49ers that made the NFL 100 next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here again, and it is bigger 
than ever. August is here. And of course, you know what that means. It's official start of fantasy football drafting month. I've already done a, done a couple of best balls at underdog. I, I did a quick one. They've got slow ones where it's eight, 10 hours between picks. I'm doing a slow draft right now. I'm about five rounds into that one. I love doing the best ball drafts to get ready for your fantasy season. And that's the best way to get championship ready for your home league with underdog fantasy best ball no waivers it's a live snake draft no trades underdog sets your best lineup every week all season long so whatever your best lineup could have possibly been that week those are the points that you get in best ball league so try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. So uh, let, let's talk about the quarterback since we're already on that subject, and then uh, we'll finish up with the, uh, the NFL 100 as voted on by players in the NFL. So uh, according to, to most reports, the quarterbacks didn't have a great day. Sounds like the, the 49ers defense won the day on Tuesday as they get ready to go to, to Las Vegas. And, and to be honest with you, it would probably be a blessing for the quarterbacks and the 49ers offense to play against the Raiders defense and not the 49ers first team defense. So we might see Brock Purdy's best practices of, uh, of this uh, preseason so far happen in Las Vegas. I think Do the, we think that uh, Purdy's going to see a lot of time in these practices? Yeah, well, or, Kyle or said he's kinda... not. I think so. Here's the thing, and it, it makes total sense when you think about it because Kyle said Brock is going to practice in the in the um, the joint practices, not playing the game. And I think mm-hmm. it's because in the joint practices, there's less chance of him getting hit, and you're still right. not supposed to hit the quarterbacks. It's still practice mode, and in the game, you know, he could get blindsided off the off the off the backside, oh, yeah. you know, with the pass rush. They're going to wait a little bit longer on that and put him in in week two of the preseason. So, um, and, and Kyle made it seem like he wasn't going to see much preseason at all. I, I, I was like going to say, I'd be surprised if he plays at all in the preseason. I mean, I want to see him knock off some of the rust because <laughs> he hasn't really like it, it's, if it was a competition, it would be close between all three quarterbacks. I think but it's not right. Based on what we've seen in practice, because it's not like Brock has separated himself by being amazing in practices. Maybe he's doing things that Kyle likes better than the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he won the job in December last year. He didn't win the job in August this year. And, and so I would, I'd still like to see him knock some more of that rust off um, before the season starts. I don't know how much time he needs for that, but a, a little live game action before you roll into week one and you got T.J. Watt going up against Colton McKibbins. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's, he's being treated like he's – Justin Herbert, like you just know, oh, I got Justin Herbert, like dude's just, he's the man, he's yeah. the guy. I think there's still some questions that Brock has to answer. Again, answer the ton last year. The biggest question now is just, can you do it again? But I do agree that he won the job more so in December and January as opposed to training camp where there was no competition. But if you just go out there and watch and they didn't know, you know, if you, let's say Winky, you took your wife out there and she doesn't know who's who. And you say, hey, oh yeah, this practice. Tell me which guy is the which guy is a starting quarterback. She probably say um, number thirteen because he took the most snaps. But outside of that, <laughs> just based off of how they play, you you wouldn't really know. Yeah, so, right. Uh, you know, I think from that standpoint, you would like to see him participate a little bit more in preseason just to 
if, if there is more of rust going on and you have some questions about, you know, taking care of the ball and those type of things, or maybe, I don't know, I feel like I'm the only one that's been concerned with that. Like, oh, he's throwing interceptable balls and picks every practice, you know, like at what point do, do those things start to calm down? But I would like to see him get out some of those things in preseason, in live action, because how's your decision-making? If you're throwing these interceptable balls and picks in practice where you can't get touched, then what is it going to be like in live action when you actually can get hit? You know, what's your decision-making then? So if it's just a little bit of rust that he has to shake off because, hey, I, I haven't taken a hit and I'm still getting used to the timing of everything, then I would right. say, yeah, he needs to play in a preseason game. doesn't have to be the Raiders because you got the joint practices. But after that, can I get you on one? Can I get you just playing for a quarter? And it's interesting, the NFL is kind of going away from playing guys in preseason. I saw a tweet from Chad Johnson, and he said, man, Carson and I loved preseason because that was a big opportunity for us to get on the same page in live action, live reps, while you can get hit. So uh, we'd love to see him out there with the guys, with IU, with Debo, and knock off a little bit more rust if, if that is indeed what's going on in, in, in training camp. Yeah, for me, I don't really worry too much about the practices and the the balls that he's getting picked off and getting batted down and stuff because you're, you're practicing, right? You're trying new stuff. This isn't the same stuff that they're running last year. I mean, I'm sure some of it is, but they're also, he's going up against the number one, right? This is going to be the number one ranked defense in the NFL most of the time, right? I mean, we're talking about the, the best guys and that's what you want. And I want Brock Purdy to try things. I want him to, to learn some new plays and, and to mix some new things into this offense. So I kind of like that he's, He's throwing these balls. I mean, I don't want him to do it in the game, obviously. That's very, very different. And when you go into a preseason game, isn't that just like vanilla offense? Aren't you just out there running stuff? You're not showing your hand, right, for week one, week two. You're not showing anything new that, that's not already on tape. So, for me, I just I, – I would be okay if he doesn't take a single snap in the preseason. I, I'm cool with that. There was uh, one more note, actually, on the unofficial depth chart, guys, because there was another or. It just didn't have the word or because I don't think there was enough room, but – uh, Tyrion Davis Price and Jordan Mason are kind of stacked up together as running back three. So I think there's a pretty good battle there. And with Elijah Mitchell's injuries, that's an important battle because that's the backup. You're one play away and probably getting a lot of snaps uh, if, if Elijah Mitchell's not ready to go in week one or any week of the season. So uh, that's an interesting one. And it's funny, Croc, because yesterday we talked a lot about Ty Davis Price and how good he's been practicing. He got laid out by uh, George Odom apparently today on a play. And then we also talked about how Jair Brown wasn't making a bunch of plays in practice. And then he picked off Sam Darnold in practice yeah. Tuesday. So nice. there you go. They Call out, guys. Shout out to, uh, to Ty and, uh, and Jair for, uh, for being everydayers out there. And, and, and I know. I think the other day, you know, we had talked about how, you know, quarterbacks taking care of the balls. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, Brock Purdy threw a pick. Trey Lance threw a pick. And then now you have Sam Darnold. He's throwing the pick. And I'm like, man, these guys have been, you know, take well, <laughs> more specifically Sam Darnold and, and Trey Lance taking care of the yeah. ball. But um, just seeing the guys kind of take the ball away. And then uh, I'd say receivers too. Willie Sneed. This is a guy we're like, hey, man, Sneed, Conley. Man, like these guys, they're, they're coming on hot right now. What does it look like? And then next thing you know, today they're dropping passes. And by all accounts, everything that I'm, I was reading from today's practice, Six or seven passes were dropped yeah. by the receivers or tight ends, two by Cameron Latou. And mm. we haven't talked about that tight end two battle, but it feels like from all the practices I went to and what I continue to see, the kid out of Oklahoma is running away from that, like that that battle. Whatever battle there was, Willis is, I mean, he's just 
I need that. Like, I need that spot. And those are huge battles in the preseason game. We're going to have a podcast talking about what we're looking for in the preseason crock with, uh, with all these players. But um, Braden Willis listed behind Latu on the depth chart. Latu is listed there at tight end three with Ross Dwelly. Then it's, then it's Fumagalli and, and Braden Willis at battling for the tight end four spot. Uh, you know, there's the PR again, the PR depth chart and they got to stack. They got to get all the names in here. So too much shouldn't be looked at it, but Charlie Warner listed as the, as the second guy in the tight ends, but that, that, hmm. that might be the number one preseason, like legitimate preseason battle that has the most opportunity for movement on the depth chart is the tight ends behind George Kittle. Willis has gotten a lot of targets. I mean, a lot me, of he's looked like the second best tight end in, in camp period. Has he been running with the ones at all? Or is this all, you know, no. second, third, no, no, action? Okay. no. Okay. I've seen him on the coverage units too. And, and that's another indicator, you know, that you'll be, yeah. Uh, potentially on the roster because he can do a lot of things for you. He can back up at, at fullback. I want to see him if they use him in the backfield because that'll be another mm-hmm. key. They're like, look, we can have one guy play special teams, be tied in three, line up in the backfield and and uh, be the backup tight end for juice if we need it. You know, can be the H-back and move around. That, that'll be a huge indicator in those preseason games with, with Braden Willis. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fun. Real football. I'm, I'm getting ready for it. I'm feeling it in my bones. Uh, how about the NFL 100 guys as voted on the players? 49ers had eight of them. Let's get into that list next. Thank you once again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can become an everydayer. Just subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, here is the NFL Top 100. The NFL players voted on this. So this is, you know, I'm sure it's really nice for the players to uh, have other players voting them onto the list. And the 49ers led the league in how many stars they had on this list. And it starts with Nick Bosa. The, the top 15 was finally released. And, and Nick Bosa's number four in the entire mm. NFL behind only Patrick Mahomes. Justin Jefferson was two. And Jalen Hurts was three. And so Nick Bosa, ahead of wow. all the other big names in the NFL, comes in at number four on the list. You've got Trent Williams, 14. Right behind him, Fred Warner, 15. George Kittle, 19. So four in the top 20. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 35. Debo Samuel, 61. Talanohu Fanga, 78. And Dre Greenlaw at 79. So, interesting. A lot of No Brandon Ayuk. No Ayuk. Uh, not yet. Next year. Next year. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> that Maybe that Bosa contract's being held up because like, wait, let's just wait till Nick's name gets thrown out there so that we can start negotiating with, you know. We're talking about the number four yeah. overall player voted by his peers here. Yeah, it's like, well, the number one guy got a $500 million yeah. contract for 10 years. Right. Jalen Hurts just got, you know, $50 million a year. Justin Jefferson's going to go crazy with his contract, too. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of top guys at their position there for the 49ers. That's impressive. Well, that's why it's interesting when people talk about who has the best roster in the NFL. Yeah. And the 49ers aren't just top heavy. You know, guys that not mentioned like Traverius Ward, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know Gibson, you know, and how well he's played for the 49ers. And they have a lot of contributors everywhere. I mean, Eric Armstead, like, you know, he's not on that list. He so had great, though. I believe he was. Wasn't he like exactly number 100? Or no, Jimmy Ward was 100 last year. Jimmy Ward and Armstead were both on the list last year, weren't they? Hmm. Yeah. So, wow. so again, the 49ers, they're not even just a top-heavy team. They have a lot of guys that are like terrific key contributors. I'm um, shocked that Bosa was voted over Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald at 11 on the list. 
Uh, he had it down. It wasn't the best year. It wasn't the best year. I mean, they had Chris Jones ahead of him. I was a little surprised to see that. And Chris Jones, mm-hmm. he is terrific. He's a monster. I mean, he's single-handedly sure. kind of – we think about Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the 49ers and Tyreek Hill and those catches, but Chris Jones batted down two passes that would have been first downs that really would have put the game away. So um, this is a guy who is terrific. But Aaron Donald, he's kind of – he's the Reggie White, at least of my generation. You know, he's the, mm-hmm. the Lawrence Taylor of my generation. Like that guy that's just – this is the best player and Watt, he was that for a while, and I think even Aaron Donald with what he's done, he's kind of even surpassed what Watt was at his peak. And, I mean, he was tremendous. But to see, you know, guys kind of get a little bit ahead of Aaron Donald, who it doesn't feel like he's falling off, but he did miss some time due to injury last year. Their team was kind of banged up. I'd be shocked if he doesn't come back and it's like, oh, yeah, there, there he goes. There's Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> not been very many offensive linemen voting on the list, right? If right. If anybody who's played against Aaron Donald would probably have him number one if they had to try to right up there. And, right. Oh, you know, maybe Dan Brunskill was one of the voters. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. or, or, or maybe the 49ers, right, with having Aaron, uh, Daniel Brunskill just kind of you know, really slowing down a, a whole lot. And they're like, man, we've been watching Aaron Donald on film. He does nothing never. against us. Like, that guy's not there. He's overrated. I mean, I do think do, – do, do you think you guys put more stock into a, a list that's put together by, like, analysts more than a list that's even put together by the actual players? I think – I don't think the players necessarily do an amazing job at at grading themselves or each other. As weird as that sounds. I don't believe in any other list. I mean, it's just yeah. – they're, they're all – uh, a lot of bias going on, what you see the most of yep. um, or who you feel like, oh, man, I'm supposed to put this guy yeah. right here, so I'm going to put him up. So uh, all those lists, it's fun to talk about. I think they do a terrific job of, you know, just generating conversation among social media, uh, the, the the fans, but ultimately, especially with the players, they, half these dudes don't even watch football. Or they don't really care about the list and don't take that much time, and they're just like, "Oh, I don't know who had the most rushing." I know yards. these oh, names. Josh Jacobs, yeah. you had the most rushing yards. I'm going to put you in the top ten because Josh. Oh, they no played against. To be in the top twelve of this list, he shouldn't be one spot behind Aaron Donald. Top who 15. would you rather have on your team, right? Josh Jacobs or Christian McCaffrey? Come on, there's not a single GM in the league that would take Jacobs over McCaffrey. Probably, no, I don't think so. See, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Look, so. Oh, the okay. Raiders, the Raiders don't even want to give. <laughs> Want to contract. Give Jacobs a contract that's less than what Christian McCaffrey makes, and the 49ers are paying his salary and traded all that to get him. So that that's tells smart, you how much that's the 49ers like their guy versus how much the Raiders like their guy. That's smart business. They, they've been seeing these guys get paid, and then usually a lot of times they fall off a cliff. So it, I don't even think, and most people tell you, a lot of times you don't get paid for what you've done. You have to get paid, especially these big contracts, what they feel like you're going to do. And obviously like what you've done kind of factors into that. But if they feel like we don't know how much longer he can be productive like this, I don't want to pay you. I wouldn't pay running backs in general. So, I mean, they, they, they fall off so quick. Zeke Elliott, he was at the peak yeah. of his powers. He was top three running back in the league, if not, you know, number one, like best running back. Like he's right he up ran there. Ran him into the ground. And then all of a sudden it's like somebody snapped a finger and it's like, uh, you are a change of pace back. And actually you can't even get signed to an NFL team. Like where is Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. At home, he's a free agent. That's why. Yeah. I, so, he's so you see that? Why would I? He'll pay get signed somewhere. 
Because it's, it's Jonathan coming. Taylor keeps holding out of Josh Jacobs. When did, when did Christian McCaffrey get paid? When did Christian McCaffrey get paid? Before or after he missed the majority of two seasons before getting traded to the 49ers? You're right. Yeah, before. After. See, so it's it like he got paid, then right? all of a sudden he misses multiple. They probably it thought he was in the middle. It was in between. Yeah. Because yeah. there were yeah. two seasons where he missed time. I think it was after the first one. Then he had that, that other injury after that, right? Is right. That how it was? Yeah. Then he missed a bunch of games and then all of a sudden go to the 49ers. He's like, oh, I'm amazing again. <laughs> but yeah. Like that's I'm the worry healthy. for it. So when we talk about the running backs and Josh Jacobs, just from a pay standpoint, I understand not wanting to pay him. Can I find another running back in the fourth round? And that's one of the things. And and uh, people still come at me. They're like, "Oh yeah, what do you think, the Christian McCaffrey? That was totally worth it, right?" And like that, you know. Uh, and, and I'm like, look, don't use the Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers situation because of how right. good he was with the 49ers. Don't use that as like the logic of, "Oh, that worked out great. Let's do that again." Let's keep doing that. That's not the the lesson that should be learned here. That is definitely not the lesson. Yeah, I'm with you. Will this league ever get to like an incentive-based program for stuff like that, where it's like, look, if you're good and you go out there, you're going to prove it, then you'll make your money, right? I mean, to me, as a business person, that makes the most sense out of anything. But I understand guaranteed contracts and stuff like that. But, you know, I know that Saquon, didn't he just do something like that, where he got another 900,000 like worked in there for incentives? I think yeah, the biggest like, thing for the biggest thing for uh, that's the, what's crazy about the Josh Jacobs thing. I don't know how Josh Jacobs doesn't already have the exact same thing that right. this Saquon got, unless he doesn't want it. You know, maybe he wants more or wants something different. But the big key with the Saquon contract is they basically bought him out of his um, his franchise tag, gave him a million more or whatever than he would have gotten with the franchise tag. But they gave him the there's language in there. So they can't tag him again. So he will for sure right. be a free agent. So that was kind of the key there. And I, I don't see why Josh Jacobs wouldn't want to do the, the same thing. Then you're a free agent. You don't have to worry about it. Go pay. Then you're on the free market and you have teams bidding for you. That's how the 49ers ended up trading a lot for Christian McCaffrey. They're bidding against the Rams. You know, they probably wouldn't have to give up as much if they weren't bidding against the Rams, but they, they went the extra amount. Um, and I think so, they'd be split. That, we started off talking about the McCaffrey versus uh, Jacobs and where they're at. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say owners might be sp- split. Or well, I think it'd be a yeah. lot closer than what people think. Because I think you hear Chris McCaffrey and you see his skill set and especially like how he fits with the 49ers and what he does. Man, Josh Jacobs, he's really running the ball. Like really yeah. running it. And I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know where Nick Chubb is on that list. But to me, Nick Chubb's probably like the best running back in the league. <laughs> like you know, Running back, yes. Okay, yeah, there you like, go. Right he back. doesn't really catch anything, right? I mean, 20 receptions or something. I, I, yeah, I agree. Man, I, I think it would be something like 30 to 2 GMs preferring McCaffrey over Josh Jacobs. Like, I don't think it would be really close. And it might be 32 to 0. The, the tough thing is, again, and I think 49er fans, we see McCaffrey. We see his impact for the 49ers. I'd be curious to ask a Raider fan or someone, like, what was Josh Jacobs' impact on that team last year? It was huge. A team that wasn't great. It was huge. And, he was the only reason and, they won some games, right? Yeah. And the guy was a stud. And they're probably thinking like, well, what would it look like if you put Josh Jacobs on the 49ers? Because that's typically the argument for, for people. Like, well, put this guy in the, you know, put Kenny Pickett on the 49ers. Like, put Brock Purdy on the Steelers. How would he fare there? Mm. Like, McCaffrey that's the argument I hear from On a bad Panthers team for a few years. But he did thousand and thousand. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I watched Josh Jacobs, and he's a good player. But I mean, he is the poster child for someone I wouldn't give a huge contract to. 
Maybe Whereas McCaffrey is. Saquon. What about Saquon? I think Saquon's more of a game changer athletically and and is a better pass catcher than than Jacobs. So I'd rather pay Saquon than Jacobs because it could be closer to what we saw McCaffrey do as as a runner receiver. Um, I, I think potentially you could argue that they're both better pure runners, first down runners than McCaffrey, maybe just because they're bigger, more powerful. Um, but that's close, and that's the least valuable part of what they all do, you know. And, and Josh Jacobs had no injuries. Jacobs had like these weird kind of nagging injuries. He hasn't had like the big yeah. major injuries like McCaffrey and Saquon have had that kept him out for a long time. But even last year, he only had like 800 rushing. He had, he had twice as many rushing yards this most recent year than last year. So there's some recency bias there. He's like, he's a good player, but he doesn't, he's not top. He shouldn't be sniffing a top 10 player in the NFL. It might be. Hmm. All right. Enough bashing running backs for today. They're fun to watch. I love running backs. That's the thing. It's just the reality of the position. And that's, what's hard. That question you answered, or you asked a minute ago, wink, we got to get out of here, but um, you have to like, the economics of the game is going to go a certain way. It's like money ball we saw in baseball and they basically had to change the rules because it's like, if you don't completely change the rules, teams are just going to keep going in that direction and shifting like crazy and, you know, openers to start a game instead of starting pitchers. And, you know, it yep. just, it, it, it starts to not look like the same game. So it depends on how much, depends on how much the league and fans care that running backs are getting paid. Do they care enough? Because the quarterbacks are getting crazy money. Are they going to start putting salary caps on each position group? So you got a quarterback cap, a running back cap. That might be the one of the only ways to do it. All right. Almost here. Next practice in Las Vegas. Let's go. See how many picks the 49ers can get off Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he's throwing them out like candy in Las Vegas already this season. Uh, should be a lot of fun. See if the... Uh, the 49ers offense can do better against, I think, what everyone would consider a weaker, a weaker defense. Max Crosby, though, a little ornery in camp. So you got to get him blocked up for sure. Uh, thanks everybody for making this your first listen. Back tomorrow, right here, locked on 49ers.